I'm Addie Lowen. Here's your Steinbeck Online Daily News for Thursday, April 22nd. Coming up, we've got answers to your questions. If you're curious about the trees taken down along Main Street in Steinbeck, plus a great story about a now one-year-old and his year-long fight for life. Now let's begin with this. Police are searching for a teenage girl from Lactabani who went missing earlier this week. 14-year-old Brooklyn St. Clair was last seen in her home in Lactabani on Sunday and is believed to have been picked up and taken to Winnipeg. Brooklyn is described as 5 feet 9 inches tall, weighing 125 pounds, with brown eyes and brown hair. A photo can be seen in the news story at SteinbeckOnline.com. And anyone with additional information on her whereabouts is asked to call the Lactabani RCMP or Crime Stoppers. And your home gas bill just went up. The Public Utilities Board has approved the application of Central Gas Manitoba Incorporated to increase the current primary gas rate. As of May 1st, the average residential customer will be paying a fraction more per meter cubed, which will result in a yearly increase of about 1% or $7. Gas rates will be reviewed again this coming August. And the Hanover School Division has now released an official stance on Bill 64. Connor Gerbrandt has the latest. The HSD Board of Trustees is encouraging their ratepayers to protest the Education Modernization Act. Provinces suggesting that uh, by doing away with boards, there will be greater grassroots involvement. And I think trustees and a number of uh, concerned individuals feel otherwise. As noted by Board Chair Ron Falk, Bill 64 gets rid of the democratic process by abolishing elected trustees, something he believes will hurt, not help, divisions across the province. The board outlined their grievances with this plan in a statement issued yesterday. Falk says they are hoping for two outcomes. One objective would be awareness, and the other would be that people might consider becoming more actively involved in in sharing their views. Falk asks residents to make their thoughts and opinions known in the government's virtual town hall meeting to be held in a few weeks' time. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. And the staff sergeant for Steinbeck RCMP says he believes most of his officers will take advantage of the opportunity to get vaccinated. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. The province is adding police officers to the list of eligible Manitobans for the COVID-19 vaccine. That was made official Wednesday afternoon. Harold Laniga says police officers are frontline workers. Our members have been on the front line since the very first day of the pandemic. You know, and I think because of that, I think this is so important to see. I can understand the priority being the, the most vulnerable in our society, but I think also we need to look at uh, who is you know, helping the most vulnerable or who is there, you know, whether that be police or teachers or you know, EAs, firefighters, EMS. Lanigas says back in February, two of his officers were providing CPR to an individual whom they later found out was positive for COVID-19. He notes when these two officers had to self-isolate, not only was he concerned for their well-being, but he also had to bring in officers from a different detachment to fill the void. I'm Shannon Duick. And two major trucking companies in southeastern Manitoba were excited to hear about North Dakota's offer to vaccinate truck drivers crossing their border. Jeremy Mesner is the vice president at Big Freight, and he says the Essential Worker Cross-Border Vaccination Initiative is a positive development for the trucking industry and for all Manitobans. We're excited about the opportunity to have more of our professional drivers vaccinated and protected from the risks of COVID-19 while they do the essential work of keeping our economy moving. At the same time, it will free up vaccine availability for other professional drivers and essential workers who don't travel to North Dakota. 
So it's a win-win solution, and we thank the province, the state of North Dakota, and the Manitoba Trucking Association for putting this together. Messner says this could benefit as many as 60 of their drivers. Meanwhile, Steve's Livestock CEO Bill Rempel says they are similarly excited about the announcement. He notes it is great to see cross-border governments working together for everyone's benefit. And now to today's COVID-19 case count numbers. As public health officials confirmed this morning, there are 261 new cases of the virus in our province. Of those, 31 are in Southern Health, including eight in the Niverville-Richaw District and one in the St. Anne Labrogri District. As well, another Manitoban with COVID-19 has died. The man in his 70s lived in the Northern Health region. Meanwhile, eligibility to be immunized at a supersider pop-up clinic includes individuals aged 50 or older and First Nations people aged 30 or older. And standby crews could be seen ripping up trees along Main Street this week, but the city's arborist says fear not. They are not gone for good. Connor Gerbrandt reports. We're taking out ash trees here from Main Street. According to Chris Freund, 12 ash trees along the sidewalk on Main Street fell victim to cottony ash sillet a few years back and now are being replaced by American elm. They're experiencing dieback, um, and trees like this, you know, on Main Street, if half the tree is gone, it yeah. just doesn't look like what you want to see. Freund says the pest has not been found in Steinbach again this year, which is good, as the dry conditions would make the remaining trees more susceptible. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. And finally, perhaps you'll recall about a year ago, we told you the news about a very difficult situation as a set of Steinbach parents and the Toronto Children's Hospital were struggling to keep the twin boys alive. Well, today we've got some great news. That toddler is now celebrating his first birthday, a year after fighting for his life. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Sonia and Jaden Gunther welcomed twin boys into the world last April, very premature at just over 23 weeks gestation. Levi would live, but his twin brother Lucas passed away about a month later. Jaden says it is so encouraging to watch his son grow stronger and bigger. He notes when they first brought their son home, doctors told them that Levi would be fortunate if he made it to his third birthday. However, my wife called me at work one day and she said the doctor had just added on decades to his lifespan. Um, his heart hasn't gotten drastically better, but it hasn't gotten worse, which they were expecting it to do. That was unbelievable. That was a hands-down miracle. Jaden says it is mind-blowing to see how far Levi has come in a year. I'm Shannon Duick. For details on these stories and more, including photos, video, and interviews, go to SteinbeckOnline.com. I'm Addie Lowen.